of Performing Arts. My name, as always, is Brian M. Davis. I am talking to another group today. I'm talking to the Women's Playlight. Uh, I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it is a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> as you all can see, I'm talking to two uh, playwrights, I, I want to say, uh, two playwrights yeah. from Staten Island, I think, right? Yep. Was, yeah, well, from the general New York area. Uh, so tell me about the Women's Playwright Collective. How did that start about and how, yeah, how was that start about and is it primarily in Staten Island or is it generally in New York City? So it was started in 2018 in my basement <laughs> uh, because uh, Amy and I, we've been very much involved in many of the other collective members have been very involved in Staten Island theater since all of us are mainly from Staten Island. Uh, and we kind of wanted to make our own work. So uh, I started in my, in my basement. I asked a few uh, actors. Amy was an actor slash a stage manager in the community uh, and a few other performers in various backgrounds uh, if they would like to write with me. And now at the time, we had no idea what we were going to do other than I wanted to get a few people together and just write. Yeah. Uh, and that in 2018, Staten Island Shakespeare Theater picked us up and helped us produce our first ever Not Forgotten Play Festival. So I think that first year, Amy, correct me if I'm wrong, we had six members or five members? I think there were five of us. Okay. And we mm -hmm. had one night um, at Little Victory, which is a, another Staten Island uh, theater and we put it up and it was a sold out house and we've been doing it for, this will be our third, uh, August 27th will be our third uh, iteration of our Not Forgotten Play Festival. Oh, nice. And of course, since this episode will be out later this, uh, you know, out later this year, primarily, oh, hopefully I'm shooting, I'm aiming for October. So if this comes oh. out in October, I'm just like, good. But yeah, this, uh, so. Well, hopefully we have had a successful full evening of it <laughs> yes as yeah, always sure. it, it's theater so you know theater has always be will be successful uh, even if it's online or not yeah um and now you asked if we were primarily in new york and staten island currently yes um we are all from staten island um but uh we're open, I guess we would be open to other people. It was just easier for us when we were able to get together to like for people on the island uh, yeah. come together for the collective. Yeah. Uh, tell me about both of your roles in the collective itself. Do you primarily just like playwright or is it just like a collaborative effort where each member oh. team practically writes the play or is it just like, hey, l l let's just do uh, Oh, uh, barefoot in the park, and we'll just, you know. Amy, you want to take it? Sure. So, um, since the start in 2018, me and Ariel are actually original members. So, we've been oh, with nice. the group from the beginning. Um, we have let in other members since um, that time. And we all write our own individual pieces. Some of us have involved other playwrights um, within the group to perform. Um, in those pieces and 
we sh we have our meetings like um, every other week or um, once a month, and we bring together like um, our ideas of things that we've been working on, or we brainstorm on any kind of hangups that any of us are having. But we haven't written one collaborative piece together. They're all individually submitted within the group. Yeah. Ah, okay. And then we always we bounce ideas off each other. We ask to read each other's pieces at the meetings. Um, and any kind of feedback is always appreciated. We're always so open and warm. And I mean, the group has been such a positive um, collaboration, really. And especially when it comes to like meeting deadlines, it's so great to have like that little nudge of like, oh, you know, I don't want to let down anybody in my group. I want to bring something to the table this time. So in a way, as a writer, for me, that's great because I feel like genius doesn't just like spring up for me. I really have to like dedicate the time and yeah. the effort to like, sit down like this. I need to, you know, not in a bad way, but I need to have something to show for what this time I'm sitting down for. Um, in terms of the plays you've written, uh, and this goes for both of you, uh, is it like 10 minute plays, one act plays, or has it been like a full on like 90 minute play, two hour play? So currently, since we have so many members, we do try to keep it 10 and under. Maybe we do 15, so they are short plays. Yeah. Um, there is a hope for me that this will manifest into something else, and I have a dream of, like, having a playwright working on a piece throughout the year that becomes, like, a one-act or a full-length later on. Uh, but currently, we are just doing shorter plays, because as Amy said, we... Um, we have our timeline, so we go yeah. up sometime around the summer. We take a hiatus until uh, probably the new year, and then we start again uh, with our meetings once a month. And then, as Amy said, as we get closer, we have it like every other. So, um, yeah. Yeah, from experience, I know that sort of plays 10 minutes or even 15 minutes are ideally good, but I'm also trying to see how as a as a playwright i was about to say as a writer but well yeah as a writer to fit essentially a a three act play within a 10 15 minute play which is usually not very hard because you you know it, it goes by so quickly depending if the, you know the actors are very you know very particular about their lines that sort of thing so yeah uh what type of plays have you written in the past are they just primarily dramas comedic Types, dramedies, black comedies, uh, surrealists. Are you saying like our own individual taste, like yeah. Amy and myself? Yeah. Um, sure. So, like, I try to do something different every year. The first year of my play. Now, I just also want to preface that um, I was not—I do not consider myself like a writer per se. Like, I am an actor. Um, Amy, do you can maybe you consider yourself more of a writer? Uh, yeah, I think throughout this experience, that opinion of myself has definitely grown. Oh, no, but like when we first started, we have a lot of people from different sides of the theater world, actors, stage managers. Um, and then we have like a, one of our collective members has nothing to do with theater, but loves to write. And I wanted to give her an opportunity. So I wanted this collective and we want this collective to be a place of opportunity. Um, oh, nice. So Going back to what we like to write, like I was saying, uh, my first year I wrote a personal piece about uh, my relationship with my father in the Philharmonic and created um, a piece like that. Last year I did 
a one uh, a one actor piece about she was trying to get her boyfriend to come to the window and it was a la like um our town where everything else was you know mimed and there were people off stage but you didn't see it and then this year i'm writing a historical fiction 10 minute piece about katie walker from robin's reef lighthouse um so i i try to span different things i try different things does it always work oh <laughs> amy yeah, I mean, I feel like my first year I wrote a piece with um, for two women and they were at a museum admiring a work of art and one was like completely frustrated that it was placed in a certain way and like how that brought up other tensions between the two. Um, so parts of it were really funny, but then, I mean, there were certain parts that were like a little more serious. And um, then the second year I did two women again who were roommates who were um, trying to figure out why one's boyfriend got her a cookbook and she couldn't figure out if it was like some kind of way of roping her into some kind of domestic life that she didn't want or if it was some kind of gen you know genuine gift. Um, yeah. So that was also like kind of funny and a little dramatic. And this year I went in a completely different direction. I had like a really hard time this year trying to get a, um, any kind of motivation down to write so i um ended up writing short stories so they're not really hmm. plays um they're more of like a stage reading so i wrote four short stories that i'm actually really proud of uh so i'm super excited to perform those and i should also mention that we've been working with a theme um every year we've had a theme uh and this year is weathering the storm so we actually i think ariel came up with that theme before COVID actually hit, which is kind of ironic. It worked out uh, <laughs> kind of great for this, yeah. for this year. Yeah. Now, when you talk about wavering the storm, do you mean like uh, hunkering down for the storm that's coming or do you, or is it just like, because uh, I'm, I've- Yeah, I mean, I think that there are a couple of ways that you can translate that idea, whether it's hunkering down or um, getting over what had just happened or, you know, preparing for the worst, you know, I think there's a couple of ways that people can weather the storm. There's also a piece, um, like mental health about weathering the storm. So mm -hmm. uh, oh. we, yeah, we kind of like we, um, Amy said, like, I came up with it, but I, I, you know, this year I was like trying to push for a theme and everybody's like, yo, chill, Ariel, our themes usually come and they do our themes come out organically through our work so we kind of see what everybody's been writing uh and then they kind of emerged because in 2019 our theme was touch and uh all of our pieces had to do with some sort of touch however the writer interpreted it yeah uh so tell me about the other members of the, of the collective even though you two are you know right here you know uh yeah said that you have five members now or has it grown like so, or is it like currently it's like five members now or was there originally five members and now that's what i was trying to remember also. sure um so originally like amy said we were five members it was myself amy i'm gonna i'm not even gonna try to do last names i'm sorry everybody out there but i will I will send them to you, Brian. Uh, <laughs> <No problem. laughs> um, Ksenia, Ariana, and Kerry were our first five, and actually they have stayed with us. And then um, we added two new members last year. So we had seven total playwrights. 
Uh, and then I, I think we're at six this year, just because of what had happened. Yeah. Thing. Like I'm, I'm super impressed with the fact that we have like six dedicated um, playwrights and our seventh one, unfortunately had a, an issue and she would have been just as dedicated, I think yeah. in another year. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, that's another thing I want to br bring up is uh, the playwrights because now that uh, now that a lot of these people have to be, you know, some people have left New York City because of the COVID, because of what happened back in March and how the cases were rising, all that stuff. And more or less, everything has been over Zoom or Skype or Google Hangouts, whatever, whatever felt like the necessary tool to use how were you able to essentially keep everyone up to date especially going into august where hey we have the august set date it's usually when we have the um uh the play festival but because of what's happening how are we still keeping everybody up to date you know even if they're part of the group or not um like are you talking about uh, audience members yeah, like like not not only audience members, but also just like the your group members and journals. Like, how is it like communicating between the group members and journals? Is it still yeah. Zoom, or is it just like we are uh, very lucky that we're all very dedicated people, and of course we hit rocky patches here and there. But it was Zoom that saved us. I feel yes, Zoom swooped in. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I mean we're friends in general like i think the collective brought us together a little bit more but we've been very communicative uh via the good old-fashioned cell phone yeah uh, also got a grant from staten island arts to produce this so we have somebody oh, right really? now yes uh we got somebody right now um Kristen to do our public relations so if anybody wants to follow us on instagram we are sat we're not saturating she's doing a great job at keeping us relevant um so that's we and also like Staten Island, we have a really good theater community that does help each other out to the most part. So we've been able to those people who have come to our shows in person are now reserving tickets for the online festival. Yeah, uh, speaking uh, speaking of sound, I talked to another Staten Island uh, group uh, not so long ago, the Pressure Players. And Danielle Kogan and Jim Walsh, uh, both of the, the first players, uh, they briefly mentioned about how, how there is a Staten Island theater community and how this, it is like literally a community because Staten Island is like literally a small island that I know. And, but I don't know how many theaters are there personally. I know of like maybe a couple of them yeah. because of the fact that, they, you know, since I live in Brooklyn, you know, it, it's easy just to uh, take the, the, I forgot what Brooklyn, uh, it, I forgot what's of the Brooklyn uh, sound buses it is, but it's the one that goes over the, the, the bridge. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the one that, you know, it's the one on 86th Street and like maybe 4th Avenue. Yeah, the, the, I think it's the 63, I think. Not the B63, but the S something. It's 5-3. Yeah, it's like one of those. Yeah, I think that's where it is. Yeah. Um, Amy, you want to talk about a little, like the other Staten Island theater groups? Like, so we're uh, mainly yeah. like community theater, but yeah. Well, there's been there's about a half a dozen strong um, independent theater um, 
companies here on the island and they produce um, all over the island. I know Staten Island Shakespeare has a, a show going on right now, Two Gentlemen of Verona. They're rehearsing outside at um, the fort, um, Fort Wadsworth. And I know they'll be putting mm -hmm. on a show. So, um, but outside of that, I'm not sure what else on Staten Island is going on because yeah, people are limited with the COVID response. So yeah. um, a lot of stuff has had to come to a halt, unfortunately. But we're really lucky that we have this medium that we can perform through. Now you mentioned, uh, uh, Ariel, you mentioned that the Staten Island Arts, uh, yeah, Staten Island Arts uh, benefited the thing. Did that happen previously or was that just something that happened this year? So they, uh, we got a premier grant last year, which really helped us out. We did, um, with that grant, we were able to do two live shows of our festival, the Second Play Festival, over at Snug Harbor. Uh, and we were lucky to have two full houses. So they definitely helped us. They didn't pay for it all. Like the grants aren't supposed to do that, of course, but they did pay for us to help us produce uh, a great show. And then this year we were able to get uh, another grant from them. We've just had to pivot a little bit of what we're going yeah. to use it for. Yeah. Um, but we are, but SI Arts is really, you know, they're, they're so helpful about helping, you know, collect mid-sized collectives like us to like larger groups, to like smaller individual artists. Uh, they just want to see art flourish on Staten Island, which is super exciting. And there really are, um, they're wanting us to use the money to pay our artists. So, you know, we can't hmm. pay everybody like, a great amount but we can thank our actors and we can since we're not doing our show uh in a theater we are recording at a at a snug harbor again uh so we're able to pay for lights and sound and uh somebody to record it all and to do a little bit of editing so it looks somewhat professional more professional yeah. than just being on zoom um, so they've really helped us out. And last year we were able to take ticket sales and continue to produce what we're doing, which is very exciting. Uh, is this, will this be the first time you be in a theater since the uh, outbreak or have you been in a theater like? Just on ourselves. COVID. Uh, I haven't been in a theater since this happened, no. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I am, um, I work with a theater company on Staten Island, Illuminar Productions, and I've been doing theater, but like Amy said, not in a, a space. Ah, okay. So yeah. this will be like a, a return to form for you, like literally because you're returning back to a place that you need to be in, but there won't be any audience because of, you know, just restrictions. Right. And we're actually recording in the same space that we had last year for performance. So it's actually kind of nice to be back in that space again. Yeah, very serendipitous. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was because I was like, what was my question? And then immediately just... It, I get just right out. Yeah. Uh, Oh, speaking of uh, going, tell me about how, yeah, tell me about how, because of what happened with COVID and all that stuff, uh, how have you been actually, will there be plays that are reflected because of what's been happening, or will there just be plays that are sort of reflecting what's happening in the world right now? 
or will this sure be or will there be just just please <laughs> just please uh yeah i mean i think that there's um some pieces that speak directly to our, our direct reaction to the COVID crisis and then i think there's some people who are a little more underlying and not as direct but i mean you can definitely make the parallels to to what point they're making and uh, I know for me personally, I make some some hint to it, but I don't directly mention anything about it. Yeah, we have uh, one of our playwrights, Ariana, is also a teacher in a high school. So she's had to go through, I mean, everybody oh. has, right? Um, Amy's also a nurse, so. <laughs> yeah. um, but she, her play is reflecting on her students and what they were going through. And she actually worked with two of her students almost like, um, well, what would you call them? Like, so she was working off of them. She she yeah. showed her play. They would give her feedback on the language, on what they feel like they're going through right now. So that was that was really cool because I think it, that really did reflect um, the situation that she was in, that we were in, uh, in a really yeah way. Um, I know for myself, I originally thought about Katie Walker before March, and so. I was like, I don't want to, I, I wanted to remove myself a little bit about from what was happening. I wanted to live in my little theater bubble for a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, tell me about your, uh, do you both have any uh, playwriting processes that you do to, in order to write, or is it like just a, uh, because you just mentioned the Katie Walker thing and you've been thinking about that even before what happened with the pandemic and stuff like that. Do you have like just general ideas? Just like you know what, this might be a good story. Uh, not story. well, this might be a good story or a good play to do, even if it's a ten-minute thing. And then just start writing the general outline, or maybe even a, just like a general like, uh, yeah, general outline of you know person A, person B, line, 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 yeah. and then it's like, what is your like? Do you both, essentially what I'm trying to say is, do you both have like a playing, uh, a writing process for your plays? Oh man, I mean, I feel like I just, tr when it comes time to like start thinking of an idea, I try to just let my mind be open and I try to just listen up. I mean, I remember um, going to the Museum of Modern Art with my brother and overhearing a conversation that two people were having. And I used that to like, to write a play. And hmm. I just started with one or two sentences and then I just made it my own. Um, and it's amazing how you can create a conversation between two people. It's really, it's like you're the third person listening in, but you're writing it. It's, it's a very unique experience for sure. Um, yeah. It especially in New York City, where it's like, you could just generally hear a random conversation like every single other second. At any given point, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I was reminded of just now where it's like, uh, I was back in my community college a few years ago, I was returning to do something. And as I was walking out of the building, all I just hear is two guys in the back of me goes, hey, do you, do you remember Admiral Ravine? And I just hear that and I'm just like, oh my God, it's like uh, these two, Young, you know, these two young people who are probably in their early 20s, like maybe even 20-ish. And here's me, like in my late 20s now, I'm just going, hey, do you remember how I'm Levine? And I just remember just going. Oh, takes me back. Oh. Takes me back, but it's like, 
I is like the, the stuff you hear in New York City, sometimes even if you're on a street, can be great fuel for you even if you're a writer. So even if you so anybody who is writing out there and you happen to be living in a very uh, metropolis area and you're by the window and it's like after seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, just, you know. Just open it. Open yeah. it, hear what people are saying. Yeah. I hear a couple of drunk people, but sometimes <laughs> drunk people have wisdom of truths to them somehow. Always, yes. Um, I agree. I think I think we need to be more observant in our daily lives because we never know as artists what is going to inspire us. So yes, definitely open up that window. <laughs> yeah. um, for me, I have a lot of Google Docs going. Uh, I might, you know, I, I got a ton <laughs> for especially this one. Like, um, I knew for her, I wanted to write about her, but other plays have been harder. Like 2019 was hard. I didn't know what I was gonna write. And I just kind of let it happen. I usually have an idea of what kind of style I wanted to do. Like 2019, I wanted more of a comedy. 2020, I wanted to do more a uh, fantastical realism. So I wanted that in there somehow. And then dialogue wise, I just, I think it's like the actor in me too, that just like Amy said, I could just talk to myself mostly. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. so, you know, I just start writing that dialogue and then with our collective having us read it out loud and I, as a writer, like other people to read it so I can really listen. It's that listening thing again. Um, and I, I take notes and I figure out what sounded clumsy, what might need to be like beefed up a little bit more. And I'm, I'm always, even like I just finished up my rehearsals for this play and I said to my actors you know I am a collaborative person if something doesn't sound right I'm not married to any word you know I think and I'm not saying that it's a it's a bad thing but I think a lot of times writers or artists were so like this is mine yeah <laughs> and I'm kind of like that too but at the same time I'm just like dude just like dude I'm like dude it's my script, yes but these are my words you can play with these words your actors that sort of thing yeah yeah i could be very casual in, the, in, in my directing but otherwise i'm just like if you want to change it change it i don't care it's like as long as you gain the for us to a point i'm like that i totally get that and i and i like that and i want to talk to my actors and see what sounds <laughs> and then come to a conclusion because i just don't want like at a certain point i want to stop writing especially for the collective yeah as Amy was saying before, having a deadline for me, is just like. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah, I used to hate them and now I've come to love them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, yeah, I can definitely relate to what you're saying about like holding on to your work for dear life and like it can't be changed. And, but you also have to recognize like an, an actor is also an artist mm -hmm. and so is a director. Like they have their own craft and their own way of expressing what you have um, given them. And I feel like that's part of the beauty. That's part of the process of making art is <clears throat> letting other people um, let your work speak to them. Yes. Uh, so oh, I just got a, an alert that this meeting has. You've got unlimited meetings. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh. going to happen. We got time. Um, but, uh, that does bring me to another point that I was going to make before, before uh, the meeting was like, blah. anyway, in terms of your plays and in terms of having other, do you have other people directing the plays or is it just, you know, 
my baby. I don't know. It's like, my, my baby. I'm going to be joking. That's another thing with the collective. What we wanted to do is just give people opportunities. So collective members are able to direct their own pieces. They're also able to go out and possibly find directors. Um, my last two pieces, I've had different people direct them. This one I'm directing. Um, <laughs> because I, I do like directing. That's another aspect that I enjoy. Um, but we do try to help each other out. And do you want to direct? Great. If not, give it to somebody else. Yeah, I actually, I really enjoy directing too. I gotta but say. The, the, um, it is good to have somebody else interpret your piece. Like, you, you want, you know what you want to say as a writer. Does it translate to somebody else? Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody's going to interpret different, but is it so different? Did, did your meaning get lost? And is that because of your writing? So that's interesting too. Um, and I think that's something that I know I like, and then that's really scary when you're like, oh gosh, did I not write this well? You know, <laughs> sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some, you know? Yeah. And uh, to me, it was like, I wrote, uh, I wrote, I wrote a play. <laughs> a few years ago and it got into a play festival and I was gonna be, it was my first play festival and I was gonna be like, okay, I have a director, I have a good cast, you know, I have a good cast, two great actresses, that sort of thing. And then the director is like, ah, I, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I got like a full life and you know, it's like, you know, life is treating me like crazy. And so it's basically putting the pressure on, it's like, I didn't know I couldn't get a, a director in time. So it puts me into in the pressure of I got to direct everything. And mm. as I said, it's like, I have a very casual way of directing where it's like, I have the idea and all that stuff. And it's just having the, the, uh, the actors and actresses on stage be like, okay, is this guy for real? Or is he just like, or is he just like bullshitting his way into just directing? So yeah, having, I, so I do agree is like, even though it is your property, having someone else to direct it and understanding that property feels a lot more powerful as a, play, a playwright because one, mm -hmm. you finally have someone who understands your baby. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say something to that, hold on. Now mine went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what I want. The, um, I think I, I said it before, like one of the things that we want as the collective is to allow us to explore different aspects of theater that we might not get the chance to do or don't have the chance to do always. So like some people might want to direct but not be able to do it in our community or outside our community. So I feel like this is almost like um, a good jumping off point. It's lower yeah stakes right but we're still working towards a common goal of our festival um and if you need help you have the help of like six other people yeah so i that's one of the things that i like about our collective is that we are able to fail and then we do help each other to succeed yeah uh in a way that becomes a collaborative effort even mm -hmm. if aren't really yeah. writing the same play and all that stuff. Well, I do feel like we are all, we have a stake in everybody's piece a little yeah. bit. Uh, and yeah, I hope, uh, considering we're almost out of time because of the, the, the Zoom plan, but uh, I think the Women's Playwright Collective 
even though that's a mouthful to say, but the WP, <laughs> the WP, WPC, yeah, WPC, I'll just shorten it for that. WPC, it has a great uh, understanding of, of being a playwright and I will say, be, you know, writing plays, all that stuff. It is a hard process. Uh, so having other people to read those plays and understand those plays and saying, you know, I like that, I like that, you know, and having people actually being supportive 100%. It brings the notion of that, you know, there are other people who can, you know, there are other playwrights who have the same mindset. It's just that, you know, finding those people, especially now, it's going to be a lot more harder because, you know. Yeah. Well, we are open. So um, I know we're almost out of time. I just want to say that, you know, next year we're looking to expand our collective in some way, shape, or form. We have our website. I know it's a mouthful, womensplaywrightcollective.com. We are, um, there is a part of it that's like, you know, if you want to join us, submit your stuff to us and you just need to be, you don't need to be a playwright. Cause again, I wasn't a playwright, Amy, you were? No. <laughs> we weren't playwrights to begin with. Um, and now I, uh, because of this collective, I can say that I am short plays, um, but I do want this to be a space for people to try new things and just be able to commit to us, commit to the process and have an adventurous mind. Yeah. And in all fairness, it's like anyone can write a play. You don't have to have a background in playwriting or background in theater. As long as you have a background in just general storytelling and, you know, you can have a background just watching soap operas just growing up or have a background and just watching uh, people on the street, that sort of thing. As long as you have a general way of uh, having, telling a story, there's your story. And speaking of stories, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm broke as hell. I don't have a Zoom plan. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Anyway, Ariel, Amy, it was a pleasure to talk to you both about the Women's Playwright Collective. Uh, uh, by this point, their event has already uh, happened, but I'm pretty sure you will have it online, right? Yep. Check us out on our website. Clips will be up. Check us out on Instagram, WPC underscore Staten Island. All right. Awesome. And, everybody, and everyone just keep safe. And, and as, as always, wear a damn mask. <laughs>